Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A longtime NFL quarterback and analyst now uh, host on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. He joins us every single hump day on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sean Salisbury, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how you guys doing today, man? Doing well. Are you? Do you believe that this uh, this retirement is real from Tom Brady? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, it's 23 years. He said about seven, eight, ten years ago, whatever it was, that he wanted to play till he was 45. I didn't believe it last year because it was so open-ended. Um, this one, to come on and not let some insider say, well, you know, sources are close saying that he's going to retire. This is just him on a video, you know, for a minute telling us he's done. I, I think he is. Um, and, you know, he had a what everybody would consider a bad season at 45 for him. And he threw 25 touchdowns, less than 10 picks, and almost 4,700 yards. So he can still play. But I don't think it's the season that is the grind. What he went through in the offseason that, you know, anybody who's been through a divorce and, and family issues can be very difficult, no doubt. And then the, when you're, the, the, you know, you got the weight of the football franchise on your shoulders that if you don't play well, they, they, they don't have a chance to win and to go out there and do it. I think it's the grind in the offseason. Because he's such a competitor, he said, hey, man, forget the offseason. You'll be in great shape to show up and start playing after training camp, although that wouldn't be his personality. I, I think he'd still love to compete, but I, I think he is done. Matter of fact, I think I, there's no way he's coming back. He doesn't want to be the laughing stock where people say, dude, come on. Like you guys were mentioning about in different sports or wrestling, it's like a concert tour. I love Elton John, but Elton John's been on his last concert tour in George Strait like 15 times, so – they keep coming back. Tom doesn't want to do that. This is it for him, and he is the best football player ever. He's the biggest. He he belongs with Gretzky and Jordan and Ali and and Babe Ruth up there on that Mount Rushmore. If there's room for five, he's that guy. So because you say that, because you agree he's the goat, is there a yep. definitive moment where Tom Brady became the goat? Um, I, I you know for me, I, I think there are moments. I don't know if that. I think it would be unfair to say definitive. Because I think going in as the quarterback goat, you know, I think we all thought, well, Marino was the best pure passer and 
Elway was in the conversation, but it was Montana because he 4-0 in Super Bowls. Three of those, I believe, he was the MVP. So he was the guy. And then, you know, Brady and Super Bowl after Super Bowl in appearance. And then I remember, you know, when Manning would put up those big numbers, people said, yeah, well, system quarterback, he can't put up the numbers. And, well, next thing you know, he's one of the MVP throwing for over, you know, uh, 50 touchdowns. And he's gone later in his career after 40, winning Super Bowls, and he's put up multiple, you know, big seasons on a regular basis. So people that wondered about winning, will he ha- handle that? People wondered, could he win away from Belichick? He handled that. People wondered, wondered if he could put up gaudy numbers outside the system, not just defense and, and, and making some plays, and he did that. And he's won five Super Bowl MVPs, and on one of them he was through for over 500 yards and lost out to Nick Foles. So I, I think for me – you know, it wasn't just, oh, he's got as many Super Bowls as Joe. It's just kind of the way he went about it. Roster changes, it didn't matter. Get Randy Moss, he's there at short time, boom, play great with him, get him out, somebody else. Whether it was Jabbar Gaffney or, or Hogan, who was a former lacrosse player, he seemed to elevate everybody in the building. And the more he went to, carrying teams offensively. And then, for me, I looked at the offensive side of the ball, not defense. How many Hall of Famers did Brady play with in New England on the offensive side of the ball? Gronk going to be in, and it was and Moss for a short period of time, very short period of time. Other than that, I, Welker's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Julian Edelman's a borderline guy. I don't know if he'll make it. Maybe he will. Um, offensive line, I don't know. Logan Mankins, are we going to put him in? Matt Light's not going to be a Hall of Famer, although he's a good player. So you go down the list. They, they, there's no running back. Corey Dillon's not going to the Hall of Fame. So he did it no matter what. Yeah, I, I don't know if there was a moment, but once he started to push mid to late 30s and kept winning and then hit 40 and kept winning, it, the, the quarterback thing was a battle for a while when he passed Montana. But the GOAT, meaning the best of all time, passed Rice and Jim Brown, was when he started, you know, he'd go to 10 and win seven and MVP and kept doing it into his 40s. It became uh, pretty apparent that's the best football player we've ever had. Sean, are the two best teams in the NFL in the Super Bowl? They are. Uh, I, I think we had the four best, obviously, heading into it. The, the reason why is we had an MVP. I mean, all the other things. There's a lot of equal going on. Um, but there are the more weaknesses on the other two teams. And when I say weakness, not many. San Francisco, the weakness was you're on your third quarterback, although he's played like a starter. You were literally on your third quarterback, and then he gets hurt. Um, now, had he played the full game? Could they have won? Sure, because I thought D'Amico Ryan's defense was lights out. But the difference is for the full season, you had MVP. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate the whole year. So I would have given Philadelphia a slight edge, although I rode with the 49ers to win the game. But when he went out, it was done, Purdy. Um, and then, but they've been the most consistent and the, most, the, the, the best team all year long, consistently week in and week out, has been Philadelphia. On the other side, I liked Cincinnati in the game as well. But their glaring weakness, or even if it wasn't glaring, because the week before they played well against Buffalo, was the inability to, to every single week stave off relentless pass rush. And they, they, they couldn't in that game. They gave up sacks, and Joe was uncharacteristic with a couple of interceptions, one bad one down the left side. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs, when we say best, I don't think they're the most talented. Cincinnati's most offensively, they're as talented as anybody all year long offensively. Um, the quarterback, the three receivers, when Mixon and P. Ryan, they're loaded on the, in the skilled perimeter positions. But Mahomes, we see what happens. He just does things different. And they ran the ball pretty damn well to Kansas City. So 
skill-wise, Cincinnati, but overall, just the consistent execution, and he just happens to be the great equalizer. He can get away with a lot of stuff because he makes stuff so much off schedule. We are. I, now, if you told me San Francisco and Cincinnati were in it, would I say that six and one half dozen in the other? Sure. But you got to play them all out. You got to finish them. I think it's just a shame, San Francisco, we didn't get to see them at their best because once you get to a quarterback who's got 13 teams in 10 years, you're probably limited. When he got hurt, it was done. Sean Salisbury on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You mentioned the, the Niners. Kyle Shanahan just said in his press conference that he sees no scenario in which Jimmy Garoppolo is back with the Niners for 2023. There are whispers of Brock Purdy having Tommy John surgery, which, I mean, keeps baseball players out more than a year. What should the Niners do at quarterback? Uh, really, there's well, they're going to have to find uh, a second and a third one. NFL, I mean, we got to get to a point. We, the NFL doesn't want to see what they saw in that playoff game. But as far as the starter goes, at this time last year, they were turning it over to Trey Lance a month from now. It was going to be his team. Jimmy was hurt, and that's why they give up all those assets. And then we've seen him take, what, 120-some snaps or whatever it is in the league, gets hurt again. So a durability, you start to wonder what's going to happen there. But freak injuries or what have you happen. And he, wasn't, he didn't show great consistency in the times he's played, but he showed flashes of brilliance, obviously. And to give up that many assets, you know how good he can be. But you know, what's the choice? Brock Purdy's going to be out for a year. You've got to go get, a, uh, you gotta go get and if anybody knows on the fourth quarterback, you've got to go get a backup that can win games for you, whoever that might be. But uh, it's two questions to starter. Do you believe that Lance is going to be – and now it's amazing how this game works. It was Purdy, Lance's team, then it went to Purdy, and now the door's back open, unfortunately, by injury, but it happens. Now Lance has got a chance to go out and corral the job and grab it around the throat and, and own it if they decide he's the starter. Or you say, okay, do we want Derek Carr? Do we want, uh, do we want to try to keep Jimmy? But Kyle said no. So then what? You, you work somehow in the draft to trade. So you can get a young, but that's a young rookie now, and, Trey Lance is in his infancy. I don't see them bringing in another guy because Purdy's going to be back eventually. Guys come back from that a lot of times stronger and with a better arm in baseball. Isn't it Trey Lance's gig? I mean, if he's healthy and they show during OTAs, which he's supposed to be back for, aren't you back where you started from in 2022 at the, or 2022 at the beginning of the season? It was his team. He gets hurt, Jimmy's, and then comes back to Brock Purdy. They didn't expect to be in this situation for any reason. So, I would imagine if you trade Trey Lance, what are you trading him for? Uh, a higher draft pick to go get a rookie. You only do that if you think Trey Lance is a, I guess, a, uh, a bust on the first round or isn't what you thought he was and that Brock Purdy's going to take a lot longer and he's not your franchise deal. I think they're going to run it back with him, and when he rolls through it and Purdy's healthy, depending on what Lance does, they'll compete. I don't see a scenario. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, I guess, if you didn't think Lance was the guy. But it's a lot of red tape, a lot of salary, and a, uh, some assets you're going to have to give up that they've already given up to get Trey Lance. It's, it's a fantasy probably, but they'd obviously be better with Aaron Rodgers. It sounds cool, but I think that's a, a lot of moving parts to get to. But if they do, that would be the viable one. They've got a Super Bowl team. You don't want that window to close on you because they are lights out as a football team, and they got weapons. Rodgers would fit well. That seems like a something we're all begging for, but – have we seen the best of Trey Lance? No, so we'll find out. Sean, is any coach worth worth a first-round pick? 
I said yes. Now, it depends on who you are and how your roster's formulated. Here's why. is uh, and, and not just a first-round pick, but let's just say worth $20 million. I'll ask you guys this. Over the most part, will the 20th pick of the draft, whatever it is, what are they getting up? Somewhere in the 20s because of where the where the that that their uh, the Saints finished, right? Or, 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 I mean the uh, where the uh, what am I losing my mind? Where the the, the uh, where they finished? Where they're given the Broncos, the Saints, the Broncos are given the Saints. Where the Broncos finish in the 20s? Somewhere. I mean, where are the Broncos picking? I guess is what I'm saying. Where oh, so I think they had Miami's first round pick, so that'd yeah. be like 25th. There you go. Okay, so with Miami's pick, yeah. Sorry, getting it turned, uh, getting it screwed up. But <laughs> when they send that, there's 25th pick. All right, so you tell me, in most drafts, will the 25th pick of the draft have more of an impact on it? You expect them to be around, I'll say, a decade. Will the 25th pick of the draft make a bigger impact normally than a supposedly franchise-changing coach who went to a Super Bowl, was constantly in the playoffs, and who many hold in high regard? So forget the money just right now. Who do you guys think would make a bigger impact normally? The 20th pick, the 25th pick, or a, a, a coach like Mike Tomlin, a coach like, you know, Sean Payton, even though I hold Tomlin in higher regard. Obviously, you do it for Andy Reid and Mike Tomlin. Why not Sean Payton? Now, you got to get it out of him. They've got a good roster. If you're a bad team and you're four years away, I wouldn't because you need assets. If I was the Texans, I wouldn't have either, but I would have considered it. I'd kick the tires. So, yeah, I think there are some, but – you saw a lot of teams back off because I don't think they wanted to give up the assets. But you got to ask yourself, who's going to impact my 53 players? Or is it going to be one guy that impacts them? I wouldn't do it for the first pick, but I would have to consider it in middle round pick or, or middle of the first round and later because it's Sean Payton. And they need him to change Russell Wilson's fortunes because Russ Wilson was awful last year. Sean, looking to the Browns here, uh, a lot of us were asking the question, watching the Bengals, watching the Chiefs and 49ers and Eagles this weekend. Uh, so we'll ask you this question. How far are the Browns off what we saw this weekend in the conference title round? How far are the Browns away from that? Is that what you said? I'm sorry, you just cut yes. out. You said how far. Um, well, think about what are the Bal- what's Baltimore going to do with Lamar Jackson. That has something to do with it because that position is so important. You got a guy that's supposed to be Lamar and Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. Uh, the the defense is going to have to get better and with a new coach. Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun on the same page. Will they live up to the talent? Talent they belong. Hell, Pittsburgh was nine and what nine and eight this year. No business doing it. They were well coached and they they overachieved. And they'll probably end up getting better at some point. I think we all believe that. Well, then you ask the question: What about Cincinnati? They're not getting any worse. So what they have to do is obviously they're going to have to tackle better on the quarterback's going to have to, and I said, going to have to play like a most valuable player in the league. That's just the nature of where they are right now. And then they're going to have to have other guys step up their game at the perimeter position. We know they can run the football. So there's a lot to get done in a very, in truth, extremely tough division when everybody's right and healthy and Pittsburgh will get better. I assure you. So, um, it's going to take a minute. The AFC, the gauntlet of quarterbacks in the AFC is frigging brutal. So there's going to have to be a lot done. Instead of all the talk that we've had, it's going to have to be time for them to step their game up and actually get it done on the field and over the talk. Sean, we've had a few people on this week over the last couple of weeks that have said they didn't think Deshaun Watson got better over the six games that we saw. 
Uh, when you look from Houston to to Pittsburgh, did you see uh, adjustments? Did you see a better iteration of Deshaun Watson? And and if so, where did you see those that growth? I'm a little spoiled with this because I've seen the best of Deshaun Watson here in Houston, and I think I'm probably with most of the most of the fans. I saw, you know, I think at certain games in moments there were certain things that reminded you of Deshaun Watson stepping out of a you know a potential sack making a throw on time and, and accurate. And you, you saw flashes of it, not enough consistency. So you can make the argument for somebody who watched every single snap and saw him that, uh, and I thought he would, guys. I thought he'd make, I don't know about quantum leaps, but bigger leaps quicker. But listen, out of football, new system, verbiage, all that, and then putting it into play on a team that, quite frankly, did not live up to their hype. So he had a lot carrying on his shoulder and a lot of off-the-field burden he had to deal with that, I'm making excuses for him. He's better than that, and he's going to have to play far better next year, a full off season. So I, I would say that the, the worry did get better is understanding they're keeping the same head coach, and the verbiage will be easier and kind of get into the mind of the way Kevin Stefanski goes about calling plays in a game. That's where he improved because you can't help but improve. But as far as the Deshaun Watson we're used to seeing, he looked like an average player, an above-average player at times with flashes. You're going to have to be more flashy. You're going to have to play like he did here before he left for anybody to think that, that he's elevated. And he will get better. The question is how much better and how much will the guys do around him. But there's a lot of road to travel because right now you'd say on paper he's the third best quarterback in the division when Lamar Jackson's healthy. But I don't believe that's going to be the truth when all is said and done. Sean, we got about 30 seconds, buddy. What do you think of the D'Amico Ryan's hire in Houston? Phenomenal. He's, he's as held in as high regard as anybody who was an assistant looking for a job in this cycle or last year's cycle. He was, he's a phenomenal leader. The thing that two traits that I have to have with my coach, he's got to elevate the building around everybody in the building and make them better. And he does players, everybody. And he is a phenomenal leader. And you saw what he did with the defense. He even made it better from Robert Sala. It's the first step in the right direction for the Houston Texans to get out of this dysfunction. Sean, you elevate the show the way D'Amico Ryans might elevate things in Houston. We appreciate you, buddy. Have a great week. Thank you, guys, as always. I appreciate Thanks, buddy. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.